This is Spin Control, a Fibercraft podcast by a joyful girl. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Spin Control, episode 85, Career Aspirations. This, of course, is your host, Shiloh. In this episode, I have got some knitting, some spinning, some future project planning, a little story about my career aspirations, and I get all spun up about my festival preparations. But to kick this all off, of course, let's begin with updates. So, I am podcasting to you from the comfortable couch in my living room while my entire family sleeps and that is a wonderful place to be. Sometimes some quiet time to get things done is what I need and I really have given up trying to record episodes when the family is out you know like up and about and in the house because there's like a million interruptions and I can't stay focused so this is the perfect time for me. The biggest update that I have for you is this is my fifth anniversary of podcasting. This very weekend in 2010, I recorded my first episode of Spin Control, motivated by the fact that I was going to Marilyn Sheep and Wool for the first time with a group of podcasters. And I was just completely enamored by the idea of recording podcasts. One, because, you know, like I'd actually been a DJ in my past life and you know, I was an aspiring knitter and they were just so fantastic. And it's just really amazing to think it's been five years since I started doing this. And I know I had like some interludes, some brief periods where I wasn't recording very much or, you know, I was out of the country and couldn't record on a regular basis. But I feel like super confident this year that I'm going to keep my momentum going. Uh, And we can talk a bit about that, like, I'll talk a bit about that when I talk about future planning and where I've been in my knitting and where am I crafting and where I'm going. And it kind of has a lot to do with, you know, the whole career aspirations thing as well. But that's pretty awesome. Episode 85 in my fifth year of podcasting. And that makes me very, very happy. And I'm really, really excited that you guys are here sharing that anniversary with me. So it's pretty cool between now and Maryland Sheep and Wool in just a few weeks. I will be, you know, just kicking it all off and getting all remotivated and reinvigorated like I did when I started. Very, very cool. Very cool. All right. In addition, in updates, what do I got? I have a report on the progress of my biggest project. So if you recall, my biggest project is the crafter. It's kind of crazy. I do have that dedicated space committed to my crafting that my family has allotted me. You know, it's an actual room with four walls and a doorway. No door, but that's, you know, beside the point. It will have a door before I am done with it. But, like, I've made a lot of progress. I've really got a lot of things super organized in there. But what I keep doing is taking on these seemingly little projects in there that turn into big projects and kind of roll through the craft room like a tornado. And that's where I'm at right now. I have... Hung up a cork board on one side of the room, and I am getting ready to make my own um, customized pegboard to hold like sewing notions and thread. Because my uh, current thread stash 
has substantially outgrown my thread storage options. So hopefully that project will be done this weekend <laughs> and I can really, really, really get the place organized and, you know, ready to work in there. So hopefully by the next episode, I will be able to report completion on the biggest project and report some sewing because I know if I begin sewing before the room is done, it's going to be an even bigger mess and I'm not even going to be able to like manipulate my way in and out of that room and that will totally suck. So it looks like that's all I've got in updates. So I guess it's time to get this podcast started. And now it is time for me to spin a tale. And this time around, what I have for you is a little story about how I have been contemplating my career aspirations. I know I have a career, I have a job, and most people in the military, well, in my career field anyway, they secure their military pensions and then they roll right into doing the same thing or something very, very similar for the government as a government employee. And I do not want to do that. I have absolutely no interest in continuing to do what I'm doing now in my post-military retirement. I want to retire when I retire. I know that seems like a lot to ask. However, if I plan it out well, it's totally doable. I'm fortunate enough to work for a company, if you will, loosely using the term company, that still actually offers a pension which is very, very difficult to come by in the civilian sector anymore. Right now, I've been able to narrow down my career aspirations to three overarching goals. Are you ready for this? All right. I know it doesn't sound like much, but this is where I am. So in my post-military life, what I would like to do, what I aspire to do in my career is the following. One, I'm going to grow my hair out. Two, I want to wear jeans to work every day. And three, I want to be my own boss. Now, that doesn't seem like much, but that definitely, like, it rules out like a lot of stuff. It may not help me focus on what I actually want to do. However, it does, it definitely does rule out quite a few things, which is awesome. Like, it's really great to actually be able to rule things out. It means I am not going into corporate America. I do not want to climb another ladder. I've been doing that for the past 20 years. Well, almost 20 years. So that's kind of actually why I'm contemplating these things is because I'm coming up on a crossroads in my career. In July of 2016, quite a few things are going to be happening. My oldest daughter will be graduating from high school, which gives me the freedom to make another, you know, relocation. I will have given her the opportunity to finish her high school career in one place, which is awesome because that doesn't happen very often with military kids. So I can move without hindering her or, you know, destroying her social life or, you know, stunting her actual academic progression by moving her into a totally different school system. Also, in July of 2016, I reached 20 years of military service and become retirement eligible. Also, that is the same time where my promotion to lieutenant colonel, or potential promotion to lieutenant colonel, will be announced. At the same time, I will be up for relocation. So there's like all of these factors weighing on me right now about what I want to do when I grow up. And I guess it's not really a matter of what I want to do. It's more a matter of when do I want to do it? Part of being able to grow my hair out, wear jeans every day, and be my own boss is having the financial security to do that. So, will I retire in 2016? I don't know. Will I retire in 2021? 
after accepting a promotion, a new relocation, and moving on to the next point in my career? I don't know. <laughs> there is a lot of things I do not know about my career. But I guess I'm glad that I was able to at least set my overarching career goals. So that, that certainly is compared to wearing a uniform every single day for the past, you know, 18 and a half years. The idea of wearing jeans every day to work is fantastic. And I'm kind of glad that I've settled into that idea and I'm comfortable with that. So that, my friends, is my little story about my career aspirations. Alrighty, let's move on to spinning my wheels. They have been spinning. Uh, since last we spoke, I finished the back of a sweater and two sleeves and pieced the sleeves together. Yay! I like totally finished it. Oh, well, no, okay. I didn't totally finish the sweater. So this is my knitting update. I finished all the knitting and piecing on the boy's sweater. If you recall, the boy's sweater is... It's a pattern from a Sublime booklet, the Sublime Chunky Merino Tweed Handbook, number 642, and it's called the Staghorn Sweater. Now, the Staghorn Sweater is a giant rib sweater with a cable panel down the front, and that's not horrible. It's one cable panel, so it's not like this huge thing. It's not like an Aaron sweater. However, the problem with this sweater is that my husband is six foot two and weighs 235 pounds, which means he's a big dude who wears big sweaters. <laughs> so it took a really long time. <laughs> really, really long time. Oh my gosh. So I am finishing it just in time for spring of 2015. Super proud of myself. No, but no, I am very happy to be finishing something and that makes me very, very happy. So right now, as I record and I'm sitting here on my comfortable couch, I am weaving in what seems to be um, uh, you know, a thousand ends of this sweater. It's not a thousand, but it certainly seems like a thousand as I weave in. So that is awesome. I finished something. Like, when was the last time I was able to report that I finished something? It's been forever. And when I talk about future planning, we will talk about how pitiful I have been in my finishing. Like, for the past year and a half, how pitiful I've been for, in my finishing of anything. Ridiculous, if you ask me. Also, in knitting, I have determined that I absolutely 100% hate those green socks. I hate them. I don't hate them. I hate knitting them. For whatever reason, I don't know if it's the, like the yarn itself, the base is wonderful. It's easy to knit with. It's beautiful. Um, I don't know if it's the color or the fact that I didn't choose an adequate pattern. I'm not very good with knitting vanilla socks. I think unless it's like shorty socks for the girls, I'm not really doing well on the vanilla sock tip. Like I can't just knit a pair of vanilla socks, like sit down and do it. I get bored too easy. Even when I have the time, like I'll be sitting and watch a movie or whatever, I'll knit, you know, 10 rows and then get bored enough with it that I'll just sit it down there next to me and not knit on it while I watch the movie or whatever, when I have a plenty of time to actually do it. But this pattern is just, or these socks are killing me. And I think it's because they're patternless, not doing well with the vanilla sock. I have a ripple blanket, knit blanket for my brother that I'm not working on at all. I have actually put that um, project to the side and bumped it in my knitting priorities because of my future planning. And I'll talk about that at the end of this segment, what my future planning is. I have worked quite a bit on the crocheted blanket I was working on, kind of. <laughs> so, <laughs> so this blanket, it was intended to be 
a crocheted ripple blanket just because I kind of wanted to make one. I don't need one. I've got the yarn for it and I couldn't figure out what I wanted to do with it. But I started, ugh, I started and ripped that bad boy out mm, three times, I think. And finally decided that yarn, it's not going to be a ripple blanket. I just can't do it. So I turned it into like a giant granny square blanket. You know, you just start a granny square in the middle and you just continue to make it bigger and bigger and bigger. Not like multiple granny squares, but one giant granny square. And that is what the future of that blanket holds. I've gotten, it's probably a two and a half foot square by now. And I'm knitting it with two strands held together. So it's like this super bulky, thick, wonderful, squishy blanket. And I'm making that out of Vanna's Choice because I wanted uh, an acrylic blanket. <laughs> I don't know why. I mean, it's not like unsoft, but I think for, well, for that much yarn, Vanna's Choice is just fine with me. And I know that my dogs and stuff and my kids are going to be rolling around on it and making a mess and eating popcorn under it. And, and it's definitely not a luxury yarn project. I'm cool with that. In spinning. Minimal spinning, but a lot of spinning. Minimal projects. How's that? So I am still spinning away on my Jenkins Lovers Group, Ravelry Group um, spin along. And that is the Swap Challenge. And that's actually quite fun. I have spun just over three of the four ounces that I'll be spinning. And by the time I record, like actually probably by the end of this weekend, I will have finished spinning the fourth ounce and we'll ply it all together this next week. So that's cool. I'm excited about that. The yarn is fun to spin with too. Well, one of them is like, oh, it's okay. The other one is like super duper uh, luxurious and easy to spin and makes me super motivated. And I will have to... When that's finished, I will tell you like in detail about the fibers that I'm using for that because I don't have it in front of me right now. The one that's my favorite. So I've got an ingle nook and a dragonfly fibers and the dragonfly fibers is like the most luxurious of the two fibers <laughs> and it is super soft and silky and spins like a dream and that one's totally my favorite. And I definitely have all the details of the project in the Ravelry group, uh, in my Ravelry notebook so you can check it out. All right, so that is the progress I have made on my crafting since last I recorded. The last bit of my spinning wheels update is to talk about the future projects that I am about to embark on. I am going to be doing a lot of casting on, like a lot of casting on. So one of the things I like to try to do is when I go to my little festivals and all those things is I like to have a new piece of knitwear to wear when I go. And since these are summer festivals, I really am going to have to think of like that whole tank toppy vesty thing is really what I've got planned. So the first thing I'm going to cast on is a pattern called Villanova by, uh, oh gosh, I don't even know who it's by right now. I'm looking at it in my queue and yeah, it's, it's escaping me, <laughs> but I will definitely cast it on and list it in my project. So you can go check it out if you want. The second item is the Eco Vest by Katie Himmelberg. It's from Knitting Green. It's a book I've had for like ever and I've been meaning to make this project, but I just happened to find some yarn on clearance sale that would be perfect for it. So I'm like, okay, I'll totally knock that out. So I'm planning to have the Villanova tank done for Maryland Sheep and Wool and then the vest done in time for Black Sheep Gathering. Also, by the end of May, I need to knit a present for my Tanya. My Tanya keeps making me socks. And you know how I feel about knitting socks for the people. There are four people in the world I will knit socks for. Myself, my two girls, and my spouse. 
but she won't stop making me socks. She's already made me three pairs of socks, and she's a wonderful sock knitter, but I can't, like, return the favor in kind. I would love to, but then I would not love to. She may be the only person gets hand-knit socks from me, but I'm not ready to commit to that yet. But until then, I intend to cast on and knit the Petal Wrap by Jacqueline Kilmartin. It is a pattern that was designed for oval balance, but I happen to find something comparable, and I'm going to use that instead. But this girl works in a very, very cold office environment, and she is always freezing cold, and it's this, like, giant wool um, wrap, so I think she'll love that. And so that's going to take a long time to knit, but I need to get on that so I can actually get it done for her in time for her birthday at the end of May. Ha <laughs> ha. Right? That's going to happen. I also need to get some smaller projects cast on because I need to show progress and I need to feel like I'm accomplishing stuff or I kind of bottom out a little bit on my crafting and don't feel as motivated to work toward it. And those little things will likely include um, socks for my girls, like short socks. And I also want to make the Turkish bed socks by Church Mouse Yarns. I love that pattern. I've loved that pattern ever since I saw uh, the Woolen Warrior. Hi! Um, she actually did test knits for it and I'm like begged her to get her friend to um, publish the pattern and she finally did and I need to buy that pattern and go ahead and get some of those knit. I know I'm going to have a lot of leftover sock yarn from this, the, the socks that I hate, but that would be perfect to make some shorty bed socks for the girls and I think they'll really like those. And the way the pattern is, it's definitely going to be a lot more interesting and intriguing than the plain socks I'm knitting. So those are my plans. Oh, and Itty Bitty, for some reason, is completely 100% fascinated by beanies. She has one beanie that she likes to wear, and she likes the style, and she likes the way it fits. However, it is the dumbest hat you've ever seen. It's got, like, this horrible, horribly done, it's, like, it's manufactured, but it's got this horrible smiley face on it. She's like, I'm not wearing a hat with a smiley face on it. It's not going to happen. So I need to find see if I can find some comparable yarn in my stash and recreate that pattern so that she will wear it. Because, well, she just got her hair cut. She just got, like, six inches cut off her hair, and it's short again. And it looks so adorable in the beanie that I've got to get something made for her so she'll actually wear it. That'll be wonderful. So that is what I've got going on in my future plans for spinning my wheels. Let's see if I can get that done. And I just finished weaving in all the ends on the boy's sweater, so I have a completely finished project, which definitely warrants the right to cast some stuff on. For the last segment of this episode, I'm going to tell you that I am all spun up about my festival planning. So, we are really 100% committed to going to Black Sheep Gathering this year. We've been planning it for a while. Right now, I am trying to decide on, you know, logistical things. But I'll get to that in a minute. So, May, the weekend of May 2nd, we are attending Maryland Sheep and Wool like we always do. Um, this time around, I'm actually taking a class on Friday, which I have never done before. So that's pretty fantastic. And it is a JC Boggs class. So I'm like super excited about that. I tried to get into, I think she, she had another one. I, th I don't know if it was a applying class or a drafting class, but I wasn't able to register for that in time. And I'm just like stocking the boards right now to see if one opens up and I'm on the waiting list. So hopefully I'll get into that. But the other one is about craft crafting your own business, which is, you know, part of the whole career aspirations dream. Because if I create my own way ahead, then I can definitely wear jeans to work every single day and grow my hair out and be totally adorable. So, okay, I'm getting off topic. Haha. <laughs> so our, I keep saying so, I'm really, that probably drives you guys insane. Anyhow, I'm going to a Friday class, which I don't normally do. And then first thing on Saturday morning, what we like to do is hit the fleece sale, get ourselves a fleece or two, you know, depending on 
how the mood strikes us. And then once those are like all stowed away in the car and secure, then we go ahead and like start at the beginning and make our rounds through the entire festival. Sometimes we'll stop at, you know, events like the sheepdogs and seeing the auctions and walking through those kind of things. Um, and this year at, I think it's a pretty standard time and pretty standard location at one o'clock p.m. in the lower corral we're going to have the podcaster meetup so a bunch of folks including myself will be you know hanging out saying hi to each other saying hi to listeners and just chilling for a while at the meetup and that should be pretty fantastic i know that allison from hollywood knitter is coming this way so that should be awesome and there's like a whole slew a whole list of podcasters some i haven't even had the opportunity to listen to their shows yet so i'm definitely going to go over to the maryland sheep and wool board on ravelry and check out some of those podcasts so you know so i'm familiar with what some of my cronies are talking about when i meet them so that should be pretty awesome so one of the other things i'm doing for maryland sheep and wool is i'm really really trying to plan out my budget i don't typically do that I just kind of shop on a whim when it comes to Maryland Sheep and Wool because it's kind of the biggest thing I do every year in terms of stash and tool acquisitions. Like last year, I actually bought my mini spinner there and, well, my husband paid for that as a graduation gift. But <laughs> last year I bought that and then I just kind of on a whim bought fiber, bought yarn, um, got him some gifts, things like that. And so this year I'm making a list of the things that I am looking for and plan to buy not because I'm trying to be frugal but just because like six weeks later I'll be going to black sheep gathering and that'll be a little bit more of a logistical challenge and a little more expensive because we have the flight we have to pay to pay for hotels food you know gas and all those things the good thing is is that Tanya's mom is actually driving in from Washington state so we will have a vehicle at our disposal which is awesome um but we're getting two rooms because there will be four of us in our group my mom her mom and the two of us so that should be cool. My mom is like so excited. She's like, I've never done anything like this with you. And like, she's a festival goer, not necessarily a Yarny festival goer, but she does craft fairs and all sorts of stuff all the time. And she sells her own wares at these events. So it'll be really nice for her, I think, to be on the other side of the counter. She makes a lot of natural like liniments and, you know, lotions and potions, not potions, <laughs> lotions and chapsticks and, you know, soaps and things like that. So it'll be really nice for her to be on the shopping end versus the selling end. So that should be pretty and we've never really never done anything like that together so i'm super excited i mean and traveling all the way to black sheep is so exciting like i am glad we committed and we're making this trip and it's going to be so much fun and i'm going to be able to see some knitter friends that i haven't seen in a really long time and it's got me you could tell i'm sure by my voice that i am really spun up about this um i'm excited this is going to be so much fun what a great nearly summer i'm about to have and i can't wait to see everybody you should post over on my Ravelry group if you plan to be at either of those events. It'll be so much fun. I cannot wait to meet everybody and see folks and just experience like a whole new festival that I haven't been to. And that is what's got me all spun up. Well, it looks like it is time to spin off this episode of Spin Control. Thanks to everyone who tuned in to see what has been going on in my life. I really have got a lot of motivation right now and I'm super excited about the plans I've got and I'm super excited about you know the traveling I've got going on this summer. I know I have a lot of uh, knitter friends that go all over the country like all year round but I just haven't had the opportunity to 
I mean, for goodness sake, I'm a 14-hour drive from Rhinebeck, and I've never done that trip, and I probably should think about doing that soon, but I don't think I'm going to make it this year because the budget for two festivals is pretty big compared to trying to hit three in the same year. I don't think that's going to happen. The babies are going to need new shoes. Ha! <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> so that really is everything that's going on. So by the time we hit next episode, I should have some starting to report on, some finishing to report on, and hopefully... The status of the biggest project will be complete as well. Thanks again, guys. And as always, you can get the details about this episode and all the past episodes at spincontrolpodcast.com. You can email me at ajoyfulgirlknits at gmail.com. Catch me on Ravelry as a Joyful Girl or follow me on Twitter as a Joyful Girl Mode. Thanks again, guys. I'll talk to you soon. Yeah.